Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today we're going to talk about junk food, give you a perspective on junk food and how maybe we can eat better. With me is Nicole Rodriguez. She's a registered dietitian and the owner of Enjoy Food, Enjoy Life. And thank you so much for being with me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about junk food for a minute, because to me, it's all about perspective. My junk food might not be what someone else would consider junk food. So what would be a general definition or description of what junk food really is? So I think when we hear junk food, we think of things that probably have, quote unquote, empty calories, foods that are not very nutrient dense, foods that do not provide a lot of things like protein, healthy fats, vitamins, and minerals, but might provide an excessive amount of things like saturated fat, salt, and sugar. So just as you stated so eloquently, one person's junk food might not be another. We all have different tastes and preferences, and it's a pretty big umbrella of what might be considered quote unquote, junk food. So why are we as humans attracted to certain sugars or salts or the things that we do consider our junk food? Sure. So when some of those things like salt, sugar, and fat are combined together, they give you that sort of dopamine hit, right? So all of that tastes really, really good together, things that are highly palatable, we might say. And so we might want to eat more and more. So for example, you might find it's really difficult to put down a bag of potato chips or a sleeve of Oreos. I mean, we've all been there, right? Because that combination is just so spot on and craveable. So how do we keep junk food in perspective? I mean, is it always bad to have junk food and kind of get that dopamine that we probably need, you know, occasionally? That's such a great question. And I definitely in my practice and on social media, take the approach that all foods do fit. It's a matter of what is the quantity? What is the frequency? Because if we don't allow certain things that we really, really love, I'll give you Maria, tell me what is your favorite junk food? Oh, probably chocolate. So I don't keep it in the house because I know what will happen. Okay. So even chocolate ice cream would be my absolute favorite. Perfect. So if I told you, Maria, you can never, ever have ice cream again, what automatically goes into your mind? I've got to have ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. So I usually use the example of a brownie. So you tell me like, oh, I really want I really wanted a chocolate brownie, but I felt like I maybe shouldn't have it or maybe that was quote unquote bad. So then you might say, well, I'll just have an apple. The apple doesn't quite do it for you. So you go, "Mm, you know, maybe I'll have some pretzels. Those don't really have a lot of fat and sugar. They're just salty. Let me munch on that. And then "Mm, that didn't quite do it. Right. And it just goes on so on and so forth, where in reality, if you had just had the brownie or maybe in your case, Maria, just had that scoop of delicious ice cream, you would probably be satiated and ready to, you know, eat it, enjoy it, and then move on as opposed to trying to fill that void of that craving. So if I have that craving, have a scoop of ice cream instead of saying, hey, you can't have ice cream. 
in the long haul, you're going to be better off. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's good to know because I would feel really terrible. And so would a lot of other people. We said, hey, you just can't have ice cream. That's not a life I want anyone to be living. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so there are certain things like, for example, I don't ever crave potato chips. But if I start eating potato chips, it's almost like there is something in them that's addictive and makes us want to continue eating them. What's that all about? Yeah. So again, there is that combination of, well, we have potato, which is a a starch and potato, by the way, I consider, I don't like to throw the term superfood around, but it is such an amazing food that often gets kind of swept under the rug is just like French fries and potato chips. But so we start with this wonderful potato and then we're combining it with the fat from the frying oil and then it's salted. And when we have those things together, even if you're not a big potato chip person, it is really difficult to put down because that combination is so craveable. However, Maria, that doesn't mean that there's not a way around that because I have plenty of patients who'll be like, oh, I just love to have chips, you know, summer, beach and everything, um, or maybe going into football season even. And that's why something like these snack packs that you might just think of putting into your kid's backpack or lunchbox, that can be a great way to sort of quell that craving and get your fix without going overboard. Because the other thing at play there, Maria, is the illusion of what the portion is. When we just like put our hand into a bag of chips, it's a, it's almost like a, it's a seemingly a bottomless bag, right? And it's just easy to keep going and going. But when we sort of relegate ourselves to a portion controlled serving. And that's why single servings are fantastic. Mentally, for a lot of people, it's really difficult to go and then open another one of those little bags. It doesn't, it's probably not going to make you feel good about yourself. And therein you are creating this sort of portion control for yourself by purchasing something that's single serve instead. Right. I fear that with our busy lives, sometimes some people or even sometimes I may fall back on just eating what's quick and easy and would oftentimes probably fall in that category of junk food. What is that doing to us when we are just falling back on that? And that's actually where we're getting our nutrition. What happens to our bodies when we do that? Yeah. So, so again, it's all about what is the frequency? Because if we're going to include maybe things, it sounds like maybe you're talking about convenience items like fast food too, right? So what we really need to look at is the frequency. Because if we're talking about something like fast food and what is potentially problematic about fast food, again, it is it is that um, a lot of fast food does not provide fiber. It does not it does not provide vitamins and minerals, but it does provide oftentimes excess sodium, excess saturated fat, and added sugars in many cases. Right. So a lot of people might look at say like, oh, I was busy. I went through Maria. You, maybe you have a lot of different obligations and you went through the drive through. Right. And then you're feeling like, oh, I feel badly about that. While I'm not saying to go through the drive through every night, what I do want to say is there are plenty of things that are available to you that might be as convenient, maybe from 
a store that has sort of a health halo around it, right? Where you will find those same markers of like, oh, wait a second, this too is high in sodium and saturated fat and low in fiber and has added sugars. So all of those things can be problematic in excess, right? We know that when we have too much saturated fat and too much sodium, those can both negatively impact our heart health. We know that excess calories in general can contribute to excess body weight and possibly obesity down the road. We know that sugar can be one of the main contributors of those excess calories, right? However, if the picture we're painting is, okay, I went through the drive through for this one or two meals out of the 21 meals you're having in the week, and then the rest of them are relatively balanced, then we can still live a healthy life. We can, in many cases, probably in most cases, still have a healthy lipid panel and be hitting all of our nutrient needs, right? So it's a matter of what is our frequency? And that's going to determine what the potential negative outcome is. Yeah, working in a newsroom, what happens here is you don't have time to stop for lunch. And whatever they put in the snack bin, you're going to eat because you're starving, right? And you're so starving, that's yeah. That's where we probably here in our newsroom get into trouble because we're just so hungry. We're just going to grab whatever is in there, whether it's chips or pretzels or, you know, a granola bar, whatever it is, right? Yeah, I think there's also something bad, to right? be yeah, but there's also something to be said for how can I take what's available to me? And I love that you brought up the culture of your newsroom because a lot of people are in this situation of, oh my gosh, I'm in a break room and this is what's available to me. But what about changing that food culture a little bit? And maybe one or two people say, hey, like I know that we have pretzels. I know we have maybe a granola bar that has a lot of added sugars. I'm going to bring in some single packets of roasted almonds or, hey, you know what? I'm going to put out a bunch of bananas today because I know that I can, you know, grab that and eat that alongside my pretzels and nuts. And like maybe it's makes me feel a little better and gives me a little bit more nutrition. So sometimes it's also not about eliminating the quote unquote junk food, but thinking if I know I'm going to have this. What else can I reach for at the same time so I am perhaps getting some protein, some heart-healthy fats, and some fiber in the mix of that other fun food? Yeah, I also wonder if there are things that are junk food that we don't consider junk food and maybe aren't so healthy for us. Things like the rice cakes or, you know, you can get the cheddar and the, you know, the caramel. And and how do they kind of fit into to nutrition? You bring up a wonderful example and something that is often considered a health food that might actually have a lot of those ingredients we talked about that we're trying to minimize are some protein bars. So unfortunately, you look at a protein bar and oftentimes the added sugar content will actually be higher than the protein content. So you might think like, oh, I'm doing something that's providing my body with nutrition. And yes, it's providing some, but it's not much better than a candy bar. So I think those are things we should maybe watch out for. And some are better than others. Some have fewer ingredients than others, a little bit more transparency, right? So you know what you're getting. Um, and as far as something like the example of a rice cake, 
a rice cake in and of itself can be a great base for a snack, right? It's light. It's very minimal calories in each cake. It can satisfy that crunch factor. All of those are great snack components. But if we look at the Nutrition Facts panel, we might find that the added sugar is a bit excessive. We might find that the sodium is a bit excessive. So taking a closer look at those things and then thinking, is it an elimination? Should I not have this at all? That's probably not the case. But again, thinking what's an appropriate serving size? What else can I possibly pair this with to get more nutrient density? And again, Overall, what are we looking at? What is the frequency with which I'm enjoying some of these things that are higher in saturated fat and sodium and added sugars? All right. You talked a lot about the physical health benefits, but what about our mental health? How does eating junk food affect our mental health? That's a great question because that area of research we're like just scratching the surface on what is the connection. You might've heard a lot between the connection between our gut and serotonin levels. So what is the impact on our mental health there? And might there be some kind of like tenuous connection there again, like in quantity of excess, like absolutely. And could we sit here and say, well, it really is best to focus on minimally processed foods. Is it really important to feed your gut plant-based foods, right? Fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, all of those things knowing to be beneficial, right? But to say that we have a definitive connection between intaking some things that are considered junk foods and what's the impact on our mental health, we're not really that conclusive yet. But let's look again to the physical health, right? Because we're, we all come as whole people, right? Our, our brain and our bodies are connected. So you might get to a place where, let's just have a hypothetical here, where you are eating junk food every day or eating it for every meal of every day over time can you potentially feel more sluggish can you potentially just not feel great about yourself and the choices you're making absolutely and then can that have an impact on your mental health that can absolutely happen what would be just a couple simple steps people could take today to maybe improve not just what they're eating, but how they look at the food that they're putting into their bodies, the junk food? Yes, absolutely. So you've probably heard this before, but really our nation is in a fruit and vegetable consumption crisis. We Only one out of 10 of us is getting enough fruits and vegetables, meeting some of the daily recommended guidelines. So instead, I like to say, be a pencil instead of an eraser. Think of what you can add instead of thinking of what you can subtract. So when we're looking at some of these more convenient foods, maybe think to myself, Okay, well, if I want something if I want something sweet and fast and convenient, 
could I maybe have a serving of dried fruit with no added sugar? Can I maybe do something like that? If I want something salty, can I maybe pair that with some beef jerky and then something fun like a pretzel, right? Can I take that snack food that I love and can I potentially add more of what I'm pretty sure I'm not getting enough of? And for most people, having that additive viewpoint instead of me sitting here and saying, stop with the potato chips or like, you know, put that granola bar down. No one, no one wants to hear that. But if we can take a more inclusive approach to some of the foods we love, then over time, maybe our quantity and frequency is lessening. And then we are increasing nutrient density via these other additions to our diet. So I think kind of in summation, I wouldn't get too worked up unless you're having, again, having junk food for so, so frequently, but maybe be a little bit more mindful of how you're enjoying it and how you're pairing it. Nicole, how do people find out more about you? You can find me on Instagram would be where I'm most active. I am at notoriously.nicole.rd. You are also so welcome to contact me, Nicole, at enjoyfoodenjoylife.com. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you. My guest today has been Nicole Rodriguez. She is a registered dietitian and the owner of Enjoy Food, Enjoy Life. Thank you so much for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. You can check out Let's Get Moving, all the episodes, wherever you find your podcasts, kslpodcast.com as well. And make sure you check out all of our social posts and find out all the interesting things we talk about, both mental, physical health, as well as any small changes that you can make in your life to improve your life. Have a great day.